Hey everyone, welcome to the final video in the series, the You Got a Friend in Me series. My name is Adam, you all know me, and today I have... Hi, I'm James. And this is my friend. We've been friends for a few years now. And guys, today, before we really full on explain who you are, today, this is, this is my heart, is that we would aim for love as the highest order, uh, above difference of opinion, difference of politi- politics, difference of religion, um, and that that friendship can be seen as this transcendent value beyond so many other things that are tearing relationships apart right now. And that's the whole reason we're doing this series, because the world's been through a lot of crap. A lot lately. Yeah. And so um, we met... Uh, well, I'll let you tell that story, but we, in terms of spiritual things, we don't necessarily share a lot in common. You wouldn't consider yourself a Christian. Uh, do you follow Jesus at this current stage of your life? No. Okay. Well, I got a bathtub in the back in case that changes in the next half an hour and, uh, we'll dunk you in. But anyways, for now, let's just tell the story about where we're at. How did we meet? How did our relationship start? And, uh, how do we become friends? Okay. So... We met in a gaming store basement (laughs) and we both had a common interest in a game called Warhammer and Adam paints those. That was one of his side jobs. So I had walked up and started talking to him about it, saw his miniatures, they looked beautiful. I asked him if he'd be interested in paying to teach me how to paint. So he actually, I said- Me pay you to teach you how to paint. No. The other way around. The other way. I would hire Adam to teach me how to paint. So I I requested if I could come to his house and sit with him every Saturday morning for two to three hours and pay him an hourly rate and just sit there and paint with him. And, you know, after he agreed and showed up, we would get to talking because it's just him and I in a room alone together. You know, two, three, four weeks of this consistency and showing up and talking and we got into some really deep conversation and eventually it just transpired into hanging out instead of worrying about the painting and just spending quality time together and talking and going through everything we had a lot of really deep conversations about life and religion and politics and we were completely unfiltered i guess you could say and had zero judgment whenever one person would come up with something to say to the other if it was a completely uh let's say atheist view versus a christian view or catholic view versus a christian view or anything along those lines or any type of politic it was just easy and good company good conversation and we both gave each other our time to talk and worked out really well and did uh um so I mean, you guys, you guys know I'm a pastor, I lead a church and you kind of, I guess, discovered that. Did that scare you off at all? Not even a little. No. Why not? Uh, It didn't affect who you were as a person. Mm. So I wasn't some like weird, tyrannical overlord type person? No. And you never really were trying to like wedge a, a Bible verse down my throat every time we spoke. It was a normal, fluent conversation and... If you decided to say anything about the Bible, it didn't affect me in any way. Mm-hmm. It was how you were helping me cope with my questions or vice versa, or you finding a, an answer through a verse, which 
was a good way of conveying what your message was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that was just a start. Like so, yeah. And I, I specifically remember the night before a tournament, um, we were trying to get your army like finished, ready, mm-hmm. and it was probably like one in the morning. Yeah. And uh, one of the requirements is to present your army. You know, you can make like a cool display whatever for mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and you were kind of lamenting you didn't have one but you wanted one and i was just like let's do this thing oh yeah 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 <laughs> 4 30 a.m rolls around and this beautifully painted cork display was finished it was unbelievable yeah. it was great yeah it's a good times and like that's such a good feeling totally like to accomplish something together mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so yeah it was great and that that kind of that was the early inception um but we've had some adventures together since then yeah. Yeah. I have taken a pastor to Vegas. Uh, <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Have I told you to censor anything before this conversation? No. 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 We went for the most harmless reason and didn't end up doing anything that was really what Las Vegas's vibe is all about. I think we went, played Warhammer and went to some good restaurants. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Actually, we went... Uh, to the it wasn't quite it yeah, we went to the Beatles things. cover show which was great we yeah. did the the laser shooting each other shooting with glocks shooting each other with glocks with real <laughs> guns yeah that was fun shooting blanks yeah. at each other that was good yeah and what else um I mean we we walked our way through the casino a couple times and yeah yeah we got uh we got into an interesting encounter in the bathroom at the barbecue joint oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. Yeah. That was um, a good one. <clears throat> I mean, your favorite story is uh, when two cars decided to smash into each other. Yeah. So we are walking down the street and we witness a car crash happen. And the driver of one car gets out and just starts walking down the street towards us. And the other people getting out of the, it was a taxi, yeah. got out. And the one lady was holding her back and the driver was just wondering what was going on. Yeah. And the, he's like, this guy's like... Bolting down the street, like speed walking out right of this nice us. car. It was like a Mercedes yeah. or, or a Benz or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was a nice car. It was. And <laughs> he decides to wind up and throw the keys right at you. <laughs> and you just say, what the hell, man? And I'm like, Adam, come on. We're in America. People have guns here. And you look at me and I, word of a lie, you say, the Lord protects. And you just kept walking. And I, I just couldn't believe it. I could not. It was, that was the story that I love to tell people because it blew me away. Yeah. Yeah. So we had fun, right? Yeah, absolutely. Fun. It's, it's been a good time. And, you know, I, uh, <clears throat> there's, there's an approach that I take, you know, so obviously a lot, a lot of Christian people might be like, how do you survive Vegas with a bunch of non-Christian folks? Right. Because it's Sin City, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and one of my approaches is like, hey, I can help control the environment a little bit. Like, we don't have to get ridiculous, over-the-top, hammered every day, mm-hmm. right? Which mm-hmm. is like a temptation. Um, so for me, it's like, we get off the plane. We're all in an Uber. You know, we make a short stop through Snoop Dogg's weed shop for everybody else. You yeah. Know? I don't yeah, partake, yeah. right? And then we, and it's like, hey, everyone's loading up on two fours or whatever, but instead for me, I'm like, hey, you know, you know what I can do? I get a nice bottle of scotch, right? And instead of slamming back 20 lucky loggers, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, let's have a nice scotch together. Let's have a real conversation, right? Yeah. Um, and we did. And we did. Yeah, it was yeah. nice. I remember we finished the tournament, went back to the hotel, and you and I played 
Warhammer on one of the TV stands <laughs> just in a little narrow way and just sat there and drank scotch and talked and had a casual game and just relaxed. Yeah, yeah it was a good time. Yeah, it was great. It was a good time. We'd say if we ever go again, we need to take a day or two extra and do the Grand Canyon. Yes. And like just do some real touristy stuff. Rent a Lamborghini. Yeah. <laughs> Drive <laughs> around the strip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rent a Lamborghini to drive 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing this uh, video series called Pastor Chats in the Car. Oh, yeah. I'll have to get a bunch of uh, Pastor Chats in the Car in the Lambo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you could pick up some interesting characters in Vegas on the strip. Yeah. You get yeah. those quick chats. That's right. That's right. Rent um, one to Uber for the day. Could do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, make some extra weight. Uber, what is it? Uber Black? I don't know. Like the super fancy Uber? Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so, but you've, uh, I mean, it's not, how many years do you think it's been? Have you been friends? I want to say at least six. Six years? Yeah. And two years ago, something big happened in your life. Two years ago-ish, something big happened in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to share about that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, uh, seeing someone for an extended period of time and we decided that it was over and within, I wouldn't say... 24 hours, I had packed up my clothes and just left everything I owned behind. Mm-hmm. And I remember calling you and like explaining what had happened. And you and I having some pretty deep talks about everything. And, you know, I could have chosen a path of drugs and alcohol. And instead, I chose to exercise and try to eat healthy and better myself so that my mental health would stay upright, especially mm-hmm. with all the Mm-hmm. crap that was going on like we said with the world yeah it's yeah. a difficult time for a couple years anyways yeah yeah and that was rough because you had just moved into that place yep just like, you had helped me move in yeah yeah <laughs> it was like dude just got all your stuff in here you can't can't leave now yeah yeah left it all behind did the great reset and it was great to have someone to talk to yeah like i was saying with with our conversations we can just have unfiltered whatever we want to say right yeah so yeah, I find oftentimes uh, life gets messy, right? And uh, and in the city, um, a lot of people don't have bandwidth to help each other out, you know? And big, um, what I would love to see, especially from people in the church, is intentionally keeping space and time in your life to help people when they're in those seasons where it's like, it's crisis. It's like mm-hmm. everything's over. Like I'm losing everything. I mean, you didn't have to necessarily, but you chose to. You chose to, like, you chose to bless and not curse, which is just amazing of you. Um, chose to leave her a bunch of stuff so that she wouldn't have to struggle or worry about things. And um, and but that's crisis for you because you're going out to nothing. Um, and it would be amazing if the church left a lot more bandwidth in their life to help people when it's those crisis moments and to just be there. And to be a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed the, a lot too when I moved here, because when I moved here, we had met um, the mentality of people in the city is much different than my hometown. Mm. I grew up in a smaller hometown and uh, people actually stop and will talk to you. Mm. Here, nobody seems to give anyone time of day, which is unfortunate because you never know what that five minute conversation might do for you. Mm-hmm. That little small communication window could be life changing for some, right? Mm. Talk more about uh, about that in particular. What do you see as uh, some major trends, cultural trends in the city that affect how people relate to each other? Everyone is so 
worried about on time for everything and so focused on themselves like head down on their phones no one looking where they're going Mm -hmm. nobody has time to stop and talk to you for any reason right the big cities the hustle and bustle and move 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 and go 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 when in reality like it might get everyone might get along much easier if we just stopped for 30 seconds and just said hi to somebody Hmm. you never know what somebody's going through and you could just stop and say hello and that might change somebody's whole day right yeah yeah i mean you're you're talking literally about (laughs) we can bring some bible into this is that right yeah absolutely (laughs) it always comes to it right whenever we talk so it's okay (laughs) well when you get into the to the to the realm of morality like this this is talking about the design for humanity it's like it's talking about the heart, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, this book has done so much to shape my heart that I, I'm always like, how do I relate to this more generalized concept? It's like, well, I have an example of what I think you're talking about. And that's the story of the Good Samaritan, which is like, so the Samaritan was the, <clears throat> was the enemy of the Jews, right? And there's this guy who'd been attacked by robbers left for, left for dead on the side of the road, mm-hmm. right? And the priest walks by. He's like the religious elite of the day. <clears throat> and he's like, I, I, I can't do it. Like, I'll just cross the road and avoid this guy. Like, I can't get myself dirty. I'm too clean, right. too righteous or whatever. And that happens a couple of times. And it's actually the enemy of the guy, culturally speaking, that stops, helps him, houses him, mm-hmm. clothes him. Right. He gives of his own money, time, energy and effort. Right. It's like, hey. You got to have some bandwidth in your life. You got to have some space that day to do this. You know? Absolutely. And it's like that guy took, it was probably more than five minutes. I know you said five minutes, but it probably took a little more than five minutes. But he just saved that guy's life. Yeah. And if someone can be in a situation that bad where they're left for dead by robbers, it's like with the mental health crisis that we're in today, I think five minutes to have a little chat with somebody may be very similar mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's uh it's sad that it's such a, a strain on on young people nowadays for us to keep producing and always be worried about when's your next paycheck and where are you going to work next and mm-hmm. how can you continue on this same cycle because everything gets so expensive and it's part of the stress of being in the world today right mm. which is why we've all gone through so much in the last couple of years and it just gets harder and harder when you can't band together with others right mm. you feel like you're alone people were isolated didn't have that ability to just reach out to someone to say hey i need some help right now mm. yeah yeah totally that's good man <clears throat> so uh it, on that note um where have what's your opinion currently of where you where the church is at with this. Would you say the church is more like the the priest who walks on the side of the road, kind of switches sides and doesn't want to deal with the person? Um, or would you say generally in your experience, or maybe not between us, take me, take me and our relationship out of it? Right. Um, or is the church more like the Good Samaritan and is more prone to get in there and help? Or do you think the church is more caught up with its own self, self-righteousness self and would rather avoid? So my personal speaking from when I was young yeah. and growing up in a very Catholic-based city mm-hmm. where it was a just a, a mesh of churches all over, it all seemed like it was more or less a status thing. Mm. And uh, you just needed to go on Sundays. 
I, I didn't feel like anyone was rewarded for being there or mm. not even necessarily rewarded. Like what was the, the gain that people were getting from going? Right. I didn't see it. I, I went as a kid right. and it never, it never dawned on me why I was going or what I was doing there. Right. Nothing really stuck because it just seemed like it was, uh, how do I say like a cycle? Right. Rather than like a, a nurturing environment, it was more or less just like, hey, come sit in the pew, read the book, sing some songs, everybody go home. Right. I didn't feel like there was ever any engagement in the community. It was more or less just kind of like, yeah, we went to church on Sunday. <laughs> Check that box or put on that bad. The That's voice, right. The voice right? So badge, if anyone yeah. asks, hey, we went to church on Sunday, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so there's in, something interesting in that because... Like you said, there's something about small town culture mm-hmm. where that's different than city culture. Right. That's good, different. Right. Um, but then there's also something in small town culture where it's lost the essence yeah. of what the, the true thing is supposed to be, at least from my opinion. Totally. Because right? um, totally. I, I didn't grow up there. I have a totally different experience from you. Like I was never forced to go to church. In fact, my dad was... My dad is like a self-proclaimed atheist. He's like, you know, done with all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Maybe at a certain point, I, I should maybe talk to him about it more. Like, when was his exodus out of that? Was that his parents or his grandparents? Or when did that exactly happen? But he was done. He's still kind of like done with it, right? Um, but anyways, it's interesting that you notice that growing up in that. It's like, there's something here. There's something good about small town culture, but there's something missing in the essence of the church here Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like the in terms of culture it wasn't always so go 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 back home people Mm. would stop at the the pump and say hi to each other for 10 minutes just to like see how their day was going Mm. it was it was nice because you know you could walk take your dog for a walk and you end up talking to a stranger for 10 minutes while your dogs are playing just because yeah and then you go to church and it's like nobody knows each other and it was this this like even the small town environment yeah wow i don't remember ever seeing my parents talking to anyone huh. when we were there it was just like show up get in the door do your stuff get out right and you know so this may be putting you on a little bit okay this is i'm, a little, I'm ready I'm, for I'm, it. I'm nervous because the whole church is watching they're going to judge how how good of a job i've done with okay, you converting. As friends. <laughs> oh yeah what do you think, based on now our relationship, what mm-hmm. do you think church is supposed to be? What do I think church is supposed to be? That's a hard question. Yeah. So from what I've gathered, and I feel like uh, it's a good thing, is more about building a community and a strong community where people can count on each other, yeah. which is really important because uh, when I was growing up, my dad always taught me that you love unconditionally, you give all you can, and you expect nothing. Mm. If you do those three things, you'll have happy relationships in your life. Mm. And you'll you'll see how much you get rewarded from people without expecting anything. Mm. And I'm hoping that in your eyes, what you can do is build your church and your community to give everything and expect nothing. Because mm-hmm. when you are receiving those gifts or anything that somebody does for you, it's so much more of a reward than it would ever be if you were expecting, oh, I'm expecting you to do this because I did this for you. Hmm. Right. Dude, I, I love that. And I'll just attest to our relationship. Like 
you're so generous and to be friends with you, like on, on my side of things, like we pour out for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people on the down and out, a lot of people struggling with all sorts of stuff. And, um, and it was just, um, like selfishly, it was just really nice to be around someone who just liked to kind of act similarly to that Mm -hmm. and just bless, you know, and just pour out and not have it hanging over the relationship. Right. Um, and cause there's, there's been seasons in, in our life where we give up a lot in terms of salary or like whatever to do what we do. And when you're like, Hey man, like, you know, let's just go for drinks. I'll get it. Don't worry. Or like, let's just go for dinner. I got this. Right. It was just like, Oh, this is so such a blessing to Mm -hmm. us when we pour out our life for people. And so I'll just say, thank you. Like, yeah, it's been, thank you. (laughs) It's been great. And it's like, it's, um, and then I've reciprocated when we can. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And it's been fun. And it's uh, like, I think you, you and I, we get to see the fruit of that. You are willing to take a risk, make an, a deposit in me. Mm-hmm. And then that bears fruit, right? Totally. You plant a seed, you water it, and it bears fruit. And that's a, that's a biblical concept right there. Right. Um, so, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Just being a good friend, man. Yeah, you too. Yeah. <laughs> We've had a lot of serious talks and like just like we're doing right now. It's yeah. just fluid, normal. Yeah. But it's nice. There's one day. This one day. Guys, you need to learn from James. <clears throat> there you go. It's <laughs> one day. James calls me up. You call me up. And all you said, I don't know if you remember this. I said, hey man, what's up? You know? You said, Hey, I don't know if anyone told you today. But you're awesome. That's all I want to tell you. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, and I forget if we talked about something else or whatever. But, oh, I'm sure. You know, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. But in, in my eyes, like that conversation could have ended right there. Um, and you did something that day that uh, there's a book here in, you know, this is a collection of books, right? It's a book of Hebrews. It says, encourage one another daily. So that your heart may not be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Mm-hmm. And I find in a lot of relationships where there's not encouragement, um, there it often breeds deep insecurity. Is this person mad at me? Do I have absolutely? Do I love? Am I like? Are we on equal playing field? Mm-hmm. Like if I haven't seen someone in a long time, like what's going on? Um, and I remember feeling that with my parents. It's like I didn't know when I saw them, if something was going to come up, like where they were just mad. Right. You know, and I would have no idea what the heck it was. And so to lead with encouragement is just like such, I mean, it's biblical, <laughs> you know, it's this, it's this Christian idea that we keep our hearts soft and we protect each other and we protect friendships through encouragement. And I just love that about you. Hmm. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I've- I always try to be the one to reach out, right? Mm. It's nice to, even if you haven't heard from a friend in months and months, just call them, see mm-hmm. what they're doing. Yeah. You know, everyone's busy. We all have our own lives, but it's nice to get that phone call once in a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how how did you learn that? Where did that come from? Because that's not, most people don't do that, you know? Uh, I just try not to have self-doubt. Mm. Try to just reach out to people. Yeah. Be friendly. Smile when you see somebody. That's all it really takes. Just walk up and smile. Say hi. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much what I did to you. 
Yeah. Said, hey, man, those models are sweet. Yeah. Any chance you want to show me how to do that? Yeah. That was it. Yeah. The rest was history. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Vegas certainly was history. Yeah. That was something. Sin City Brewery. (laughs) (laughs) Tell them about Midnight Steaks. Oh, yes. Yes. We ended up at Herbs and Rye at midnight because they were half price steaks. And then my phone died. Your phone had no service. We had to ask strangers in the bar. And I remember you walking up and said, do you want to save a life tonight? And <laughs> the lady was so concerned, but she obliged, called us an Uber because the cab outside was charging like a hundred and something dollars for yeah. us to get to the hotel. Yeah. It was like a five minute drive. Yeah. It was unreal. <laughs> like, dude, come on now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was a fun time. It was yeah. good times. I can't wait till we get to go again. Probably next year. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. I think so. So 2024 Vegas. Yep. Happening. I think so. We're going to go to Vegas, do the most innocent thing in the world. Play, Play with, with toy swords. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, amazing. Um, sweet. Well, dude, this is great. This has been a lot of fun. Um, I want to leave you guys now to go and have a conversation about what it's like to just engage anybody right what is it like to engage the world with your faith what is it like to just be who you are who god's made you to be and make friends with anyone right and um i heard someone once say right like what this will wreck your theology your understanding of god the study of god theology right this will wreck your theology is when You love someone so much and they're not even a Christian brother, right? Like what, and and Christians got to think about that. Like when the goal is, hey, I just want to love a person, Mm -hmm. you know? I'm not going to treat them like a project. They're going to like bait and switch them. Hey, you want to come to my house? Oh, by the way, it's Bible study night or something like that, right? (laughs) Um, When it's just like you genuinely just love a person for the sake of, for, for love's sake, because of who God's made you to be and for what, you know, from the Christian perspective, what Jesus did for you, gave his life up for you. Um, that can just, it can just change everything. It changes the dynamic, it changes the culture, and it just opens up doors for you guys. And so have fun talking about that. What is it supposed to be? What are our relationships really supposed to be? Have fun with your R3 leaders. Ask some good questions of each other. Plan out some next steps where we can just be better at making friends because God knows people need it right now Absolutely. for sure. So, um, <clears throat> actually I just remembered this story. Oh God. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't so, say that. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> hey, so you can start praying now. It's okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Nice. Um, nice. do you remember the time where we were doing church in our backyard? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> do I ever. And, I forget, but it was like something like that week. I don't know. You were just like. We had a bunch of leftover food. I can't remember from where. I think uh, something happened where I inherited just like burgers and hot dogs and sausages. And I had a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. So I remember calling you saying, hey, Adam, I have a bunch of meat. Do you want to do a barbecue? Like, I'll just feed everyone. You don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went out the night before and drank till four in the morning. <laughs> and I was a wreck that next morning. And you called me, you're like, hey, you know, a lot of starving, hungry people here. Where are you at, man? I'm like, listen, you. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> and to your credit, you came. And you, you grilled everything because I could not stand up. <laughs> you ponied up and you, you came through on your commitment. Yep. 
and uh, and uh, it was great. <laughs> Just, the food was great. <laughs> yeah, your experience of that day. <laughs> uh, anyways, this has been good. Um, at the end of each of these, for most of my other guests, I've been asking them to pray. I won't put that on you today. Appreciate it. Unless you're ready. You're gonna, we're going to put you in the bathtub after you meet Jesus yet. I do need a shower, but I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet. Well, I'm going to pray. Is that cool? You do you. Sweet, man. All right, guys, let's let's pray together and then let's close this out. Um, God, thank you that uh, we can look on to something eternal and that, Jesus, you provide that example for us. Um that you've been taking enemies and making them friends. And so how much more just regular old people walking through the streets, could we just make friends if we're willing to lay down our life, our insecurities, our presuppositions, whatever it is. And so uh, Holy Spirit, form our hearts and uh, whatever it is inside us that is polarizing us or preventing us um, from just being open and genuine with people, would you put that to death so that we could come truly alive? And thank you, Jesus, you make that all possible on the cross. And I pray this in your good name, amen. There it is. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. So, how bad was that? Not bad at all. All right, good. Easy peasy. Easy peasy, let it squeezy. Think it was all right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right. Oh, nice fluid conversation.